The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars over at Bet Rivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I'm just about that action, boss. <laughs> With another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Virginia here at your service. <laughs> Man, when I'm not out here giving out 50 to 1. DGEN parlays with DK Metcalf, 100 plus yards and two touchdowns. I'm out here fading the Cowboys against the spread, cashing. Unfortunately, that money line didn't come in. That was, oh, Scott, Scott. It looked really good the entire way through. 130 to 1, DK Metcalf, two touchdowns, 100 plus yards, and a win. 130 to 1 looked good until it didn't. Scott Studio, Rachel, everybody. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, had a pretty good Thursday night game last week. I was wrong on the Cowboys spread, but I got everything else right. I had the over in the game. All three props got there. I had the Aubrey field goals. I had the Cooks receiving yards, and I had the Geno interception. And I also had Cooks touchdown at plus 260, and that got there too. So good overall Thursday night episode. I'm going to save the Sunday stuff for the next episode that we do, uh, because we had a show bet that we got to recap on the next episode. But overall, yeah, I mean, you got it, you got it done. The Kansas yeah, City I'm going to save that though for down. the afternoon game show uh, for okay. tomorrow. But all right, all right. for the sake of Thursday night, that came at a lot of points, and it they might have used up all the Thursday night points in that game because this game we're about to get is Big Ten football quality, and there's going to be a lot less touchdowns. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's going to be rough. I mean, so you have the Pittsburgh Steelers getting a Thursday night game against the New England Patriots. Steelers are laying six. And then, first of all, they're laying six. The total is 30. A flat 30. There's no and. It's just 30. There are preseason games that have higher totals than that. I think the yep. majority of the preseason games had higher totals than that. I think you're right. Um, and then you get to the injury report, and <laughs> Kenny Pickett is not playing. So you you got Mitchell Trubisky starting here. Uh, you're going to get Mitch, Mika Fitzpatrick, and you're going to get uh, Patrick Peterson for whatever that's worth. Uh, but questionable tags on Mason Cole, the center. You got a questionable tag on Najee Harris. He didn't practice at the end of the week, so Najee Harris is really looking like a not going to play. 
And uh, for the New England Patriots, you got Kashan Boutte, Demario Douglas, Ramaj Stevenson, and Sean Wade all ruled out. Before Thursday even hit, already ruled out. Juju is questionable. You got Devontae Parker, who's questionable. Trent Brown, offensive tackle, he's questionable. Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, he's questionable. Looks like Zeke's going to play. They need him, so it's not like he has any choice. But, I mean, the injury report is disgusting. You lost an explosive back on the point you side of ball with Roger Stevenson. And then you add that we're now getting Mitchell Trubisky football. So you have Mitchell Trubisky versus Bill Belichick. And some combination of Zappy and Malik Cunningham versus Tom Coughlin. Points are at a premium, guys. Points at a premium. Uh, so I'm assuming we're both on the under, despite how disgusting it actually looks. Yeah. I mean, New England can score a touchdown. So I, I can't really go against. I, I question. I question. Pittsburgh's ability to score touchdowns as well, too. Correct. So, yeah. I mentioned New England specifically because I want to read off these recent offensive showings for New England. Oh, start with the zero. Start with the zero. Just go ahead and get that one out the way. Just get the the zero out the way. In order. Zero against the Chargers. (laughs) Seven against the Giants. And six against the Colts. Each of the last three games they've played and have had less than 18 points. So I can't take 30. I, I just can't do it. Now, Pittsburgh had a pretty underwhelming showing against the Cardinals. Weird game because there were multiple weather delays in that game. So it actually took a long time to complete. But yeah. the Steelers offensively are still not good. And they've scored less than 17 points in each of their last three games, even after fire on the offensive coordinator. So I'm on the under. I see a very ugly game. Uh pfft. Do you have a score prediction here? I'll start off with the spread. In a low-scoring rock fight, do you actually trust Tomlin to get up for this game after a no-show in the Cardinals game? Or do we see a classic Tomlin game where he's a favorite by a decent amount of points and he lets the other team hang around? I think that it's the classic Tomlin's a favorite by a decent amount of points and he lets the other team hang around. But... One touchdown, and we are like, this is an easy covering spread <laughs> because I'm not certain if New England can score. Like, now maybe. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. You have Bailey Zappi, who he's been around the organization for a while, but it's clearly you don't, you, there's something you don't like about him. You haven't committed to just giving him the ball out, you know, outside of Matt Jones, like just giving him the reins and letting him try to figure this thing out. They always play this. Pigeon game with him, Matt Jones, and now I guess they're throwing Malik Cunningham in there. I don't know what they're doing offensively. It's terrible. And so it's I want to take New England plus six so bad. I want to take New England plus six so bad. But it just feels like that is too easy. And New England's not good enough to not good enough to even put up more than ten points. Do we think New England's tanking or are they actually this bad? No, I think they're actually this bad. I think I they're agree. trying the hardest. I think I they're agree, trying but the hardest. Because the defense and, has been good. But that's what makes the bad teams in the NFL so much worse than the bad teams in the NBA. Because the bad teams in the NBA will get up for a night. and Or they may be just tanking. Like, they could legitimately just be tanking. Like, that is a reason for it. That's why they're so bad. Oh, they're tanking. In the NFL, if you're this bad, you're trying your hardest, and you're still this bad, how do I back you? How can yep. I back you? 
You tried your hardest for three straight games and you couldn't get over seven points. For me, I think I'm going to lean Steelers just because even though Tomlin usually lets bad teams hang around, it did just happen last week. Tomlin usually doesn't have this happen in consecutive weeks. It's usually a one-off. Yeah, I think his team's ready to go in this game. It's in Pittsburgh, which helps, but yeah. I do think I would have taken New England if they played a good team last week. But since they no-showed the Cardinals game, I think they get up for this one. Now, I'm not sure New England's going to score, so that's going to be a reason why I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. If I had to pick a score, give me some type of 13-3. I think it's disgusting. I think Pittsburgh probably scores one touchdown. But I think 13-3, 16-17-3 sounds about right to me. I think it's 16-9. I think they get close to 10 points, don't get there. And they're they giving away three field goals. Nice. Yeah. They're, they're going to take that. Or they can they can score a touchdown, miss the extra point, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, or but, a safety. Yeah. I really just didn't want to give them 10, but I do think that they can kind of get the 10. But I think Pittsburgh can get the 16-17 pretty easily. Like, I mean, Mitch, Mitch is bad. I, I admit Mitch is bad, but they, they're starting to find something with the ground game, and that's really, really going to open things up. If they just can just get the ball to Deontay Johnson, get the ball to Pickens, get the ball to Friday. Like, they have the options. They really, really should be able to get this done. So. Well, I do, want, I do want to ask you, though, since you mentioned Trubisky, how big of a downgrade is it actually from Pickett to – Trubisky, is that even worth a point on a betting spread, in your opinion? Because Pickett's really bad, too. So I understand yeah. Trubisky's not any good, but you have to at least compare it to what he's replacing. I'm trying not to think about when I was watching that, was it the Jags game, where I watched him throw in a triple coverage for an interception while we were trying to go down and get a cover? Um, Really a win. I, yeah. I watched him throw that ball into triple coverage. So I... I have to move them down somewhat. Like, it's got to be at least a half. Uh, I, I'm going to talk to an odds maker. I would say it's at least a half, but it's not – I don't think he's a full point better than Kenny Pickett. No. I think half I can get behind. It's definitely not a full point. That's kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. But give me Pittsburgh by – Yeah, I'm going to let it I was really just trying to – I was trying to convince myself to, to Benedict and take New England, but New England sucks, man. Like, this is a bad football team. They could accidentally not cover the spread. The victory lap that I'm going to take for my offseason prediction that the Patriots might end up getting Caleb Williams is going to be legendary if they end up getting there. Before the draft, Munaf and I were talking about future, like, tanking teams, and I said New England. And I even threw out the odds of New England to have the worst record in the league. I'm hoping for it so badly because it would be a great victory lap by me. But I'm waiting for it. Yeah, great. Pre-draft. So it was a long time ago. All right. Before we get into the rest of the Thursday night slate, I got to talk to you about Bet Rivers because Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers also has live betting markets, some of the best live betting markets, I'm telling you. A whole bunch of props. Like everything is second to none at Bet Rivers. Depositing, withdrawing, all that super easy. Bet Rivers play of the day. Is that under 30, man? I, I just can't tell you. I can't tell you again. I don't know how these teams are going to be able to score. So give me the under 30. Sign up using our link and get a risk-free bet up to $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. From gambling call, 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, first touchdown. 
who was first touchdown on that in that game? Was it DK? It was DK. That doesn't DK. count. That doesn't count. We uh, we were never what it, he was like plus seven fifty or something. We was that I gotta assume he was higher because the Seahawks were projected to get buried in that game, but it was one of the lower prices. Okay, did I go first? I believe so. Yeah, I'll go first again because that 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 doesn't count. DK, I hate when I hate when it's such an easy first touchdown. But there was one the other day. What game was it where it was one that was crazy the other day? And I was like, Sims. How was that not this, on that? The the Packers won Sims. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang, how was I not on that? Like, I should have been on that. All right. I feel like I for really future reference, if I want to take a long shot on a first touchdown score, I should just bet I should just bet the backup tight end. Like, it's always the, like the I know, I really should. Thing. All right. So, Scott, no touchdown score is 15-1. It's such a terrible deal, though, for no touchdown. It's such a it's such a it's such a bad deal. For comparison, by the way, the Chargers Patriots game, no touchdown in that game, which cashed, was 135 to 1. Like, so I'm going to start us off with one from both teams. It's pretty easy. I'm sure you're on the same, on the same way because I'm not taking no touchdown score at 15 to 1. Like, you're playing in my face. You're honestly truly playing in my face. So, I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers 22 to 1, their defense, and I'm going to take the New England Patriots defense at 30 to 1 because both of these two teams are good enough to give the other team a score. Yeah, we got the same thing. I got Steelers defense and special teams at 25 to 1, and Patriots defense special teams at 35 to 1. Yeah. So that that's fairly easy. Now, let's say both of these two teams actually get in the scoring position. I took a very easy chalk way for the Patriots, and that's George Pickens at 11-1. I got the same thing. I mean, it's so easy for him to get a 75-yarder or a 50-yarder, get behind the defense once. Like, that's all I need, just once. So, George Pickens, we are three for three. I'm almost positive that we're not going to be four for four. I took a Patriot. Yeah, I took a Patriot, too. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You could just say it, and I'll let you. Know. I'll let you know first if I have him or no. Because I'm trying to change it. No, because I want to change. I want. I kind of want to change my mind, but no. Just give me Bailey Zappi at 41, man. Okay, we do not have this guy, or I don't. Yeah. Okay, we have one. Yeah, different, taking, we have one. I'm taking Bailey Zappi at 41. This is. I mean, is it somebody else that's starting at quarterback? No. Is, I thought you might have had some. I don't think Malik Cunningham at odds, so I think that you're fine. Oh yeah, I would take Malik Cunningham out. If I, I saw Malik Cunningham start, out, honestly, he's more fun. At least he can get. No, if he was a hundred to one, I would play him. If I had a hundred yeah. to one of Malik Cunningham for a session, I would play. Him. I just don't have it. Yeah, I'm taking Billy Zappi though. I mean, starting quarterback at four year one is just a misprice. I really don't have anything. This offense sucks. I mean, we saw Browning of a touchdown. It wasn't first one, but he had a touchdown Monday night. That was like ten yeah. or eleven to one. It happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, so play Zappi twelve to one for a touchdown because of that. We have three that. out of the four that are the same. Uh, Pickens, 11-1. to 1. You mentioned the deep play. He also you know, can get some jump balls near the red zone. He also has led Pittsburgh's wide receivers in snap count every game this season. My lone Patriot that you do not have is Hunter Henry at plus 2,300. He's been fine for the most part. He's the starting tight end for, Pitt, for New England, which is, I guess, that means something because it means he's on the field. But to go through Pittsburgh's recent performances, not good against tight ends. 
Uh, Pittsburgh's allowed a, t- a touchdown to an opposing tight end in two straight weeks. They kind of gave up two to McBride because one didn't count, which I thought should have, and then he caught a touchdown the next play. So he kind of had two touchdowns in one trip. But I do think that Pittsburgh's linebacking core and safe- and overall safeties have not covered tight ends well this season, especially for the last couple of weeks, in the red zone in particular. But McBride torched this defense. I saw the same thing a couple weeks ago. Give me the starting New England tight end who has no, been known to catch some touchdown passes from time to time. Give me Hunter Henry at plus 2,300. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'll let that go. I'll actually go ahead and segue that into my props because I do actually have a prop. And you basically hit the handicap on the, on the nose of why I wanted to back Hunter Henry is because, you know, the inefficiency against tight ends. Hunter Henry actually might be the most stable offensive weapon that they have over the past couple of years. Like, he's never been terrible. I don't think I've ever watched Hunter Henry and been like, dang, Hunter Henry looks bad. If he's bad, it's because of bad quarterback play. He looks smart. Yeah. Like, it's never a moment where I'm like, dang, Hunter Henry just doesn't look good. Which also makes me think, like, man, do you remember how we were bigging up Hunter Henry in Los Angeles or San Diego? I thought he was good with the Chargers. He just got hurt every year. Yeah. Like, we were like, hey, Hunter Henry, a healthy Hunter Henry could be a top five, you know, tight end. And so this is a really good matchup. I think that, you know, you'll have a battle with some of the other tight ends there because they have a rotating door at tight end for whatever reason. I have no idea why. They have a really good one. They just don't utilize them all the time. But, yeah, Hunter Henry over 22 and a half receiving yards. All right. Do uh, you want to just alternate or do you want to just yeah, you relay three? All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with the other tight end. I'm going to go with Fryermuth. I'm going to take him over 28 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. He's had at least 29 yards in each of the last two games. And even though the Patriots' defense as a whole this season has been pretty good against tight ends, it's mostly, I'd say, front-logged. Uh, they did allow uh, Everett last week to have four catches for 44. Fryermuth really didn't do much in the last week's game. Nobody did on that offense besides Pickens, who had a couple catches. I think Fryermuth bounces back. I think he's a solid player in general. But I do think New England's defense against tight ends is a little bit overrated because they do have, they have not a lot of single touchdown to an opposing cool. tight end, which kind of boosts their numbers against tight ends. They do give up some yards. And I do think Fryermuth is a staple on this team. I think he gets to 30. He's not going to go over by much, kind of like my Brandon Cook's angle last week. But it doesn't matter if he goes over by 10 yards or five. It's fine. Give me Fryermuth to have at least uh, to have at least 29 in this game. I like that. I like that. Um, I actually had that prop as well, but I come prepared because I know that we tend We see to eye to eye eat. on a decent amount of these. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> so I was sitting here, and I knew before I hit the button, I was like, I know Mitch is a minus price. I know it's a large minus price. What is too big of a number that I could see where I wouldn't lay it with Mitch throwing this interception? Because I think it's almost guaranteed. Like I, if you if you made it minus two hundred, I would understand. But it can't be that because that's just insane. It's minus one forty. Yeah. So I'm gonna take it every day of the week. I'm gonna take it Makes <laughs> because sense. I I watched him throw that interception in triple coverage, man. Yeah, he's gonna throw it. He's not gonna learn anything. He's gonna throw it. So he did it, and that's what's also frustrating. 
because there's so many people that will cape for a lot of these quarterbacks, these backup quarterbacks in the league. And that's why I'm like, why do you give some of these guys multiple chances? Mitch has had the opportunity to be a starter. He's had the opportunity to be a backup. He's had the opportunity to fill in as a backup for the starter. He has had all of these opportunities in the world, and he continues to do the same thing time after time after time. Give one of these random rookie quarterbacks that you're pulling out of NCAA. It's 130 quarterbacks that play in NCAA plus every year. Like, give one of them a chance to be a backup and see if they can play ball because clearly Mitch doesn't have it. He's going to throw that interception. I mean, you said the same thing about – to be fair, you said the same thing about Zappi. We know what Zappi is. Like, he's great at Western Kentucky. It doesn't mean anything. You can let Malik Cunningham play once in a while. Let Malik Cunningham – like, at least see if Malik Cunningham can do it. Like, we don't know if he could do it. If I was them, I would be starting Malik Cunningham right now. And once again, what happens if Malik Cunningham doesn't do it? Nothing. You've been losing every game anyway. You've scored 13 points in your last three games combined. It doesn't matter who you start a quarterback. Oh, Billy Zappi's going to come in, and we're going to finish the season on a run, and we're going to go and finish out eight and whatever, seven and ten. Like we're going to be seven and ten. It doesn't matter. Your team's bad. Just you might as well kick some tires and maybe find a back of quarterback. Like, see what you got in Malik Cunningham because there's a good chance. Like, he could be really good. You don't know that. Like, give him the opportunity. So stupid. I think it's so stupid. Yes, Mitch, interception, minus one forty. Scott, over to you for your second thought. All right. For me, I'm gonna go with George Pickens, and I'm actually gonna back him. I'm gonna go with the longest reception over 18 and a half yards at minus one fifteen. Trubisky can be bad. I just need one good play. That's all I need. I need one good play from him to Pickens. But 18 and a half is a bit short because we know Pickens is a big play guy. He's gone mm-hmm. over this number in each of the last two games, and he's gone over this number in eight of his last 11 games. He's a big play guy, just simply put. And I do think that the main focal point of the new offensive, I can't even say regime because everyone who got hired or got promoted should be fired anyway because this offense sucks. But at least they're trying to get Pickens the ball more especially down the field. We saw last week, he was kind of the only thing that worked well against Arizona. He only had four catches, but he had 70-something plus yards. So he is no he's no stranger to big plays. Give me Pickens to get loose one time against an injured secondary. 18 and a half yards of minus 115. Okay. I had a bunch of props that were really close to being my third prop. Deontay Johnson over four and a half receptions at plus 125 is very tempting. No matter. I remember I wanted it at three and a half when I looked, but he constantly lands four, and I couldn't take four and a half. At four and a half, man, at plus money, he's he gets the ball, but I ultimately went against it. T.J. Watt also came up as well, minus 160 for that point seven five sacks. Pretty close to uh, pulling the trigger on that. But I think I'm just going with Zeke, man. Because he's the only running back alive on that team? And it's, it, Pittsburgh's one defense sucks. But Connor killed them last week. Revenge game, but he had like two touchdowns, 100 yards. But that's why I loved it, because it was a revenge game at a position that they continued to get killed at. Yeah, give me Zeke over 61 and a half. Like, Pittsburgh is really, really bad against the run, man. They're like one of the bottom five teams against the run over the course of the season. You just heard when we talked about James Conner and what they let James Conner do in, what, his second game back, I yeah, think? Yeah, second or third game back, one of those. Yeah, like, Zeke is a lot of things, but 
ultimately when I watch this when I watch this team, Zeke continues to do that power running thing. And the only reason that it hasn't worked out fantasy wise or even maybe in a betting sense for you, because it is is because it's very obvious when Zeke is running. So teams are, are like when he's in, he's probably gonna be going gonna be running the football. And so teams are like, oh, we know Zeke's running the football, we're putting everybody in the box to in the third. And then you start going and intermingling Ramadre Stevenson in there, and it starts adding variance. But now that Zeke is the all-time back, and I can sit here and say they'll probably give him the ball 20 times, he can get to 61 if you give him 20 carries now. I'm not I think saying that would be the pivot I would here. ask you, though. Is there a reason why you're taking the yards instead of the carries? I – because I think, because I think that I like a better chance of him actually breaking one on this defense rather than assuming what's his care. I don't even see a prop for his attempts. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I got I don't a database up. I'm asking because I have not seen Elliott break off many explosive runs over the last three years at this point. So that's why I was kind of wondering if there was a reason. Uh, rush attempts? No, I don't see a listed. Never mind. Yeah, but I feel like it. I feel like you know, maybe feel closer like to game time. I'm not sitting here like I'm. I mean, you can ladder him. <laughs> you can ladder him if you want. I'm not saying I'm going out here and I'm throwing him in the ladder list already because of this matchup. But man, 20 carries at three yards per carry, like he's better three yards per carry, man. And I do think he gets a bunch of carries here because why? Would, at, at this point, you're giving, you're letting Zappy go out there. You're not let, you're not unleashing him to even see because you don't want him to make a mistake and lose the game. Like they're just gonna run Zeke a whole bunch of times in this game. Zeke is gonna get them in the red zone. They're not going to do anything with it. They're going to kick field goals. Zeke over 61 and a half rushing yards. All right. And for my last play, it kind of segues into the last point you made. You mentioned field goals. I'm going to go with the other team, though, but my kicker props have been good. Give me Boswell over one and a half field goals. Boswell does have a picture. Uh, he should have a picture. He's been in the league for 45 years. He should have yep. a picture. Boswell. Uh, but hey, no, but he's been in so long that they might not have been taking pictures at that point. And so uh, yeah. he actually didn't have a picture when he got into the league because pictures weren't invented. And then pictures came in about year three, year four for him. His picture might and be it, in black and white, maybe. Yeah. But, so the yeah. original one is definitely black and white, and it, he definitely had to stand there for like a good 10 minutes while they were taking pictures. Yeah. Uh, but for Boswell, I'm going to go with him over one and a half field goals of minus 125. He's, a, he's attempted at least two in uh, five of the last six games. Yes, I know he missed against the Cardinals, but Tomlin electing to kick a field goal down 14 was hilarious in the second half anyway. But the point is New England is allowing 2.3 field goal attempts per game, which is tied for the eighth most in the league. New England's a good bend but don't break defense. It's just what they do. Tomlin, look, I know he's successful. I know he wins games. He's too conservative. It is what it is. Like, this is who he is. He's going to kick field goals down three touchdowns because he can. And I think that I think Boswell gets there, simply put. Not to mention maybe a, a zappy turnover in his own at his own 30, and Boswell can kick it. But if you want to give me Boswell, a reliable kicker, to go over one and a half in – and to go through the numbers for Boswell, he's gone over in a lot of games. I think it's seven of the last 11 he's gone over in. But cool. Pittsburgh, we know, with a game where New England might not score – He's probably not going forward on fourth and one. I think he's going to take his points. Give me Boswell over one and a half field goals of minus 125. Uh, Chris Boswell, I'm so sorry, man. I thought you were way older than this. I, I feel like he's I'm been there so for like sorry. at least 10, 15 years. He's I'm not so Nick Folk sorry. old. Folk's been a kicker for maybe 20 years. 
I think he's been I'm around for like. I'm so 10. sorry. I thought you were way older than this man. This man is only 32. Really? I thought he was like 36. <laughs> he got in the league in 2015. I thought Folk was easily like 39 at this point. I he am Folk so sorry, Boswell. I thought you were way older than that man. <laughs> that man is only like five years older than me. <laughs> oh, man. He's actually younger than Sean and Ryan. <laughs> nice. I'm so sorry. I mean, looking at him, he looks old. Like I thought he was way. I mean, I, I would have assumed Kramer was older than him because Kramer's coaching a youth soccer team. So I assumed that Boswell was older, was younger than him. But yeah, Boswell, low 30s. I didn't expect. I thought he'd be closer to 35. Oh Folk gosh. may or may not be like 42, but that's a separate story. I thought he was close to 40. Oh man! All right. I'm here to talk to you about prize picks because, look, Andrew Schultz and Meat Mills on prize picks, so you can do it too. You can hop on your community plays and he can tell them, or you can, you can tell us because guess what? We're giving you a prize picks lineup at the end of this show, so you are going to be able to tell us, or you can go tell the guys, you know, like a Meat Mill. Meat Mill, he might know what he's talking about. I got to go up there and check his plays out. Hey, and guess what? He ain't got to worry about injuries. No injuries, nothing like that to worry about because we have that reboot policy where if your player gets injured in the first half and does not return in the second, then that player is rebooted. You will get that injury insurance, the only daily fantasy sports platform with that injury insurance. Make sure you tap into Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Get that code SGPN. Get your first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN code SGPN. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Also brought to you by Game Time. Make sure you download the Game Time app if you're looking to give out any Christmas gifts. Hey, look, if you want a Christmas gift for me, if you appreciate me and what I'm doing here for a Christmas gift, get me tickets to go see John Morant when he gets back to Memphis, his first game in Memphis. Memphis is going to be crazy. I'm trying to go to that game. I am. I know this is an NFL show, but I'm trying to go see John Morant in that first game back against the Pacers. So I'm going to some Yankee sure. games, man. They got Juan Soto today. I'm going to some Yankee games. So is it official they got Juan Soto? Or They're doing the physical stuff. So the trade's agreed to. They're just going through the medical stuff. Oh, okay. All right. So I guess we, I guess Yankee games, you can add those up there. But make sure you go to the games early when they are, like, really hopeful about the season because about halfway through it kind of dies out. <laughs> We're talking about game time. Make sure you use game time to get those tickets, man. I'm telling you, make sure you use game time to get those tickets. And if you find a ticket in the same section in a row, then they will credit you 110% the difference. Game time tickets make the best, the perfect holiday gifts. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CFDX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code CFDX for $20 off. Download the game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right. We're in the DFS portion. I'm going to kick it over to you first, Scott. What are you doing here in the DFS league? All right, so a couple ways to go about it, but I actually think one of the most popular captains for this game is going to be Pittsburgh defense. So I'm not going to pick Pittsburgh defense because that's what a lot of people are going to anticipate. I actually went with a wide receiver. I went with Pickens as my captain at 11,000. I think that that's it's definitely just, different. I ain't gonna hold you. That is that's what I'm saying. Different. Like it's a it's a popular choice. I was not expecting you to say an offensive player. I was it's not. a popular choice, but it's not because I do think there is a world where Pickens can break one and end up with four catches for about a hundred yards and a touchdown. I can cool. see that happening. 
But I do think that Pickens is an offensive player, as you said before, that a lot of people might think about and then realize, no, nah, I can't take it. The total's 30. But I think it's a decent spot for a low uh, captain spot Pickens percentage-wise. And I do mm-hmm. think that, once again, he can get loose on this defense. I do think that Trubisky, even though he's not very good, he does trust Pickens, at least in some jump ball capacity. I think mm-hmm. Pickens can get loose against this defense. Give me Pickens as my captain. I think it's, once again, a pretty sneaky option for what could be a guy who has a very good game in a game with not many great stat lines. All right. So that's my captain. I got both defenses. Duh. I'm not going to waste any more time on that. I got both defenses. I got Boswell because, duh, I'm going to take up, I'm going to take Boswell with him. Ooh. And I took Trubisky. I did it. I took Trubisky. I decided to put Pickens as my captain, and I'll leave Trubisky at, uh, elsewhere. But the point is, if I'm picking Pickens solely on the idea that he has a decent chance to catch a touchdown pass, then somebody's got to throw him the touchdown pass. Give me, give me Trubisky <laughs> as my flex option at a high salary. Hey, man. Hey, man. You could take that risk if you want to. I don't even know who the backup is for Trubisky. Who I'm not even sure anymore. Oh, it's Rudolph. It's still Mason Rudolph. Oh, he's still there. Okay, cool. Shout out to him. Uh, to uh, you know, it is December, Christmas time. Shout out to Rudolph. But nah, I'm gonna go with Trubisky at uh, as my other flex, my last option. I think that there could be one big play with the two of them, and if New England might not score a touchdown, and Trubisky and Pickens connect for a big play, then suddenly the lineup makes a lot of sense. So there you go. To read it off one more time, Pickens, Captain Spot, Steelers, Patriots, Boswell, and Trubisky. That's it. Okay. All right. <sighs> Let's see here. I'm I'm assuming you're picking a defense in your captain spot. Yep. 100%. Uh well, no, not a not in my uh, captain slot. No. So my captain slot actually I went Boswell. <laughs> You did okay. Different. I like. I want to win a million. I want to win a million dollars. I want to be different. I went Boswell, and honestly, Mitch is, is bad enough to get them across. He's good enough to get them across midfield, but bad enough to make every single field goal a fucking stretch. And Boswell knows knows Heinz Field. He knows when the wind is what way. I need to kick it like this. When the wind is that way, I need to kick it like that. If we're on this side of field and the wind is going like this, this is how I need to do it. He understands how to make those high pressure kicks in this field at home where he's been for what I thought was a century, but it's actually only been a decade. By the way, <laughs> it's still Heinz Field to us. I don't care yes, what it's still Heinz. I don't even know what the other name is, to be honest. I forgot also. I was shocked Boswell missed. I said I roasted Tomlin before, like in passing, that I I was I just found a funny kick down 14. I was shocked mm-hmm. Boswell missed the kick because he's yeah. usually very reliable at home. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. So, I 100% agree. And so – uh, I went in Boswell. We're actually, and then this is where we're pretty much matched with a lot of stuff. Steelers, Patriots, yeah, defenses, yeah. Hunter Henry, George Pickens, yeah. I'm trying to get creative with the last one, man. I'm trying to get creative. Do you want a Steelers running back? Do you want Elliott? What What are you looking for? Uh, you could go with Warren or maybe Najee if you wanted to go for something. I feel like most people would take Najee. Warren might be a pivot. Kind of. So, what I want to do is... 
Just take Malik Cunningham already. Get it over with. No, I really do want to take Malik Cunningham. <laughs> I'm not, I really do want to take Malik. I think that this is too early. I don't think it's it, it is. It is. Too I think early. it's at home. I think it's at home when we get the Malik Cunningham. He comes off the bench and he has a two touchdown game. Really Every time he gets it. elevated, I assume he's just the emergency quarterback. They just bring him up solely in case Zappy dies. That's kind of how I look at the situation right now. Yeah, give me Calvin Austin. There we go. I was working okay. on that. Give me Calvin Austin. And I'm just banking on maximizing points value in Calvin Austin in terms of kick. Because and he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Like plenty of opportunities. So that that was the last thing. Because he only, he only got one return chance last week. But Calvin Austin is a pretty good returner. And ever since they got rid of Gunner, and now the Giants somehow felt like they needed to take him, he's been able to flourish more. So I'll take my chances. I'm trying to win a million dollars. Give me Calvin Austin as my last play. All right, Scott. Lock and dog. Well, anytime touchdown. I'm going to let you go first. You can take the under if you want it. Yeah, no. I'll let you have it because Mitch is throwing that interception. Okay. Uh, Mitch is throwing that interception. And what's your touchdown score? If you think there is one. <laughs> Gotta throw that out there. That is a, that is also an equally scary possibility that there actually isn't one, so we're wasting money. Um, for the record, by the way, you should not be betting no touchdown score in this game. The odds are yeah, the odds are terrible. Like, don't let them play in your face like There's this. No point. Don't let them play in your face like this. No. Like, I would rather it it hit and I didn't bet it at this terrible price. And for me to bet at this terrible price, and it clearly doesn't be. It's one of the worst prices I've ever seen for a prop. Yeah, to be honest, to be honest, it really is. I will. Uh, I don't want to take pickings from you because you did a lot of work, leg work on pickings. I really want you to have that one. And I, I actually like did not take pickings as my. You did All right, then give me pickings at plus three twenty. Took that <laughs> ran with that real quick. I'll take yep. pickings at plus three twenty for sure. All right, okay. so for my lock, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Give me the under. I thought about New England team total under, but you can go either way. Pittsburgh's defense has been a bit iffy, though. New England's defense, though, good. It could also be because other teams realize, wait a second, we can just hand the ball off three times and punt, and we win the game automatically. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the under at 30. I have a 13-3 final, so, yeah, I don't think it's going to be very close. Uh, But give me the under. This game should be disgusting. I'll be watching something else. For my touchdown score, I actually did pick a New England player because I do like the price. Give me Hunter Henry at 6-1. to I think it's a good price. Uh, With Pittsburgh giving up a touchdown in back-to-back weeks at tight ends, I do think Henry is one of the only options that the Patriots have left. Every receiver's on the injury report, so they got to throw it to somebody. I don't mind Henry at 6-1. to I think that's a decent price. All right. Let me see here. What's the highest total on the board for this week? The Cowboys and the Eagles game up uh, their safety prop is thirteen to one. Are we doing this now? We're been safety. We're been safeties. Because man, like <laughs> I'm not like against it, but like I understand I just need the price but... difference. So their prop, their prop is thirteen to one. This one is six to one. Well, wait. So it's thirteen yeah. to one. Wait, thirteen to one for for which team to get a safety? Or in the Eagles and Cowboys, I went to the game with the highest total. The Eagles and okay. Cowboys game, that safety prop is 13 to 1. This is 6 to 1. 
I think they're cheating us out of this again. They are. I was really expecting to see eight. I was really safety in any game should blindly be north of ten to one because yeah. you need so much to go right for a safety. Even the Jets Falcons game, they had a punt down at the one yard line. You no, so punt. but I and I was sitting there and I was like, dang, like they are really killing these punts. Like they're down, like they're gonna need a safety at one point, like, and that's where maybe that's just a live bet prop. Wait and see who's punting well. You know, who's based punting. on that, by the way, the highest total with the Cowboys Eagles, you are more likely to see no touchdown in the Steelers game than a safety in the uh, in the Cowboys and Eagles game, based on those odds. Because no touchdowns so like eleven to one, and safety's so like thirteen that. to one. That is really trash. All right, let's get this prize picks lined up and get up out of here. That's really trash. They really played. I really thought I was going to get that at like forty, like even at forty-one. I'm like, oh, that's a stretch, but I'll play it. Now, really usually it's somewhere in the ten to fifteen range, but six to one is absolutely not. No, no, no. I was talking about the the no touchdown problem. Oh, no touchdown. I thought yeah. I thought it was going to be closer to like twenty to one because we saw the Steelers play the Titans on Thursday night. That one had a low number as well. Eleven to one or fifteen to one is so disrespectful. I'm going to throw this out there: the people that won on Thanksgiving with the bland interception. That's one of the dumbest bets I've ever seen in my life, a 30 to 1 for him to have a pick six. If you take the no touchdown at 11 to 1, I do not view you as a serious better. I will just call you out directly. That is a completely idiotic bet to make at 11 to 1. Just saying. It's not worth juice, isn't worth the squeeze. All right. Boswell field goal. I don't have a longest completion prop. I have field goal made for Boswell, so we can add that in there. You want your Bisky interception? They don't have it, so I mean, of course they don't. But Do they have Zappy interception? Huh? Do they have Zappy interception? No, any they don't interceptions? Have any interceptions? Any interceptions? But I do have uh, Zeke rushing over sixty-one and a half. Can I personally don't that? like Zeke in this matchup, but if you Sorry, want it, we, we can take. We can do. Uh, then we can do Henry. Okay. I like that. I like that anyway. Okay. So we need one more. Okay. Do you want to do TJ? We can it. if you want to. They don't have it? Okay. What is Pickens yards at? Pickens receiving yards is uh, 39 and a half. Do you want that or no? Yeah, because you can get that in one go. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It only takes one. All right, we can do that. that. That's our three-pick prize picks lineup. We have Chris Boswell, more one-and-a-half field goals. We have Hunter Henry, more 22-and-a-half receiving yards. And we have George Pickens, more 39-and-a-half receiving yards. Add all of that up in the prize picks machine, and it will give you a 5x. $20 gets you $100. $100 gets you $500. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN at prizepicks.com slash SGPN. All right, Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, not really. Find something else to watch instead of this game, but hopefully our bets cash. Besides that, nothing more to add. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the sports week. That's it. All right. Oh, yeah, tomorrow here. we'll be back once again on this show for the afternoon games for Sunday. Three people in this in live. Make sure you like the video. Give us a up. Now it's down to two. <laughs> Didn't even want to catch the sun. It's down. It's down to two.
All right. You like the video, comment, subscribe. Anybody else that comes through, comment, subscribe. All that stuff. Y'all know the deal. Like, just help us out. Appreciate it. Like, we really do appreciate it. And, and for everybody that's listening to this, wherever you push your podcast, drop us a five star rating. We appreciate that. And it can be a bad review, too. You can completely say how I suck and show that's perfectly fine. Just leave that five stars with it. I appreciate it. Because that means Scott is 4 0. So if you, if you blindly back Scott, you're still winning money. I'm not talking yeah. about it until the afternoon games episode. Still winning money. I'm trying to like get ahead of it, but Scott's not like it's fine. So I'm, with that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No way of the podcast just gonna be like this. Oh man, the worst thing about losing the show bet, like I was perfectly fine losing the show bet, but losing the show bet with the greatest quarterback of all time really, really does hurt. Right.